You're listening to the Motor City HDJ podcast on iTunes and MotorCityHDJ.com. Welcome back to the Motor City HDJ podcast. I'm your DJ, Brett Cummins. Hello, and how are you? It is officially the first podcast of the decade. Yeah, here we are, uh, almost four months into this thing. It is currently, what, March 28th, uh, 2020. And here we are, the first podcast of the decade. See, this was supposed to be actually the last podcast of the decade. And I was, my plan was to do it right like, you know, the last week of December. Naturally, that didn't happen with events and other things. And of course, the best time to do a new episode is when you're quarantined. So as I sit here huddled up, uh, safe and home, um, of course, it's a crazy time of uncertainty. And, and with this unprecedented pandemic that we're in, why not do another podcast while we're all holed up here? So thank you for joining me wherever you're listening to your podcast. Good to be with you. Good to be back. Because yes, the last episode was September 6th of 2018. I'm so sorry about that. My plan was to uh, get more guests, interview more people, and really make this a big um, oh community kind of thing where I'm talking to other vendors and folks that I enjoy working with. So I'm still planning on doing that, and I think maybe the uh, maybe the um, uh, the quarantine, the COVID-19 pandemic, will allow me to get in touch with people that I haven't talked to in a while. So stay tuned for that. But I'm excited to be here with you. And I've got some things I want to talk to you about today. So uh, thank you first and foremost for keeping me busy uh, again in 2019. And today, I really want to focus on the last decade. Because uh, 2000, well, let's see, right? So 2000, 2000. No, 2010 to 2019 is the last decade, right? So it wouldn't have been possible without all of you. And even more so, the last 20 years wouldn't be possible without all of you. So thank you for uh, you know, being a part of everything for the last 20 years. And really, in the last, uh, the last decade, as I talk about uh, what's happened over these last 10 years, even the business has grown. I've gone from zero to hero. I've developed a following and a community of referrals and people that believe in what I do. So without all of that, Motor City HDJ isn't even possible. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm humbled and honored anytime someone sends uh, anybody my way to hopefully have me be a part of their very special event, whatever that may be. So um, I want to start at the beginning because that's the best place to start any story, right, is to start at the top. And I talk about this in my consultations a lot, which is the backstory of how I got into this. But it all starts when I was at Rochester College. I was a freshman in 1999. I graduated high school, Southline High School, went to Rochester College in Rochester Hills. And I started there as this uh, snot-nosed freshman who thought he was going to be a music major and I was going to know everything about everything. And it started with uh, some friends, John and Haley. And they said, hey, we're getting married. Do you DJ weddings? And of course, at the time, I was just starting at Rochester, and so uh, getting connected with people. If you know anything about me, you know that I am very, um, I try to be very personable and uh, outgoing with people, and uh, John and Haley were um, 
they were just one of those um, uh, couples that had just taken me in as a freshman. And there were many of us that, uh, as we were part of like uh, the, the acapella chorus and different um you know, communities there within Rochester, uh, they were they were quick to just take everybody in because they were great leaders at that point. You know, they were uh, juniors or seniors when I was a freshman. But um, yeah, my first wedding was in Cherry Tree, Pennsylvania. John and Haley got married, and uh, there at the uh, the Cherry Tree, uh, the little Church of Christ there in Cherry Tree, Pennsylvania. The reception was outdoors; it was gorgeous, and so I said, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll DJ your wedding. I've never done a wedding before, so." Uh, of course, uh, I went to Guitar Center like any smart kid would do. You know, you go buy it and then return it on Monday morning, right? So <laughs> that's what I did. I went to Guitar Center. I bought some things that I needed. It was like a Tascam CD player. Minidisc was becoming bigger at that point. Minidisc was the precursor. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a precursor because it was uh, still digital media. So you're able to, um, it was like, very similar to CDs, right? You could re-record on Minidisc. If you had a Minidisc player out there, hopefully I'm making you feel old, even older than cassettes or eight tracks or, or even records for goodness sake. But Minidisc was one of the first digital mediums where you could re-record and re-record and re-record and not lose quality. And so it was, it was uh, basically a compact, compact disc inside of a plastic shell. You'd put it into a machine, you'd re-record your, your audio over that, you could program the titles of songs and things. And so I had a CD player, a mini disc player, a two-channel uh, mixer that I bought from Radio Shack, and uh, some other, uh, I did buy some CD players from um, Guitar Center for that event, and uh, yeah. Did the, did the wedding. It was great. I was literally cutting my teeth. And uh, of course, I, f I thought right away, you know, um, is, is this for me? Really? And um, I thought it was a one-off, right? So I came back from the wedding on Monday. No, it was Sunday. I drove back on Sunday and then Monday morning returned all the equipment to Guitar Center. And is this really for me? That kind of thing. So it was cool. Class thought nothing of it, right? I mean, I made good money uh, doing a few events here and there. And I started to, well, of course, like everything, when you start to, to learn a skill and people find out about it, well, it spreads like wildfire. And that's what happened. The more and more people heard about me doing this, the more and more events I got. So it started as weddings and then it went into, oh, you know, events around campus. And then, um, you know, when I left college, I, I got a, a job at Quicken Loans. And uh, right at the height of when, this is right before the bubble burst, right? So I started with Quicken Loans in 2005 as the market was shifting and danger was afoot, right? Right around the corner, we saw what happened with the mortgage market then. So the first 10 years were, were really just here and there, on and off. You know, I, I came and went with professional opportunities. Like I said, I went into, uh, I went and worked at Quicken Loans. I worked for Lifetime Fitness and I did merchant services. I worked for lawn care companies. And then at some point, it all just kind of came together. And it really, for me, uh, I mean, Rosanna and I got married in 2010. So as far as my story goes, and this part of Motor City HDJ, it had many iterations. I started and um, kind of got a little more serious about it in 2008. I named the company DB Productions for decibels, right? So um, or DB also meaning DJ Brett, right? So there was kind of some multiple meanings to it. But DB Productions was the first iteration of 
Motor City HDJ. And then I um, I began working at a company called Masters Green Lawn Care and uh, reconnected with a good friend of mine, Tom Neville, who owns My Event DJs. And you can find him at MyEventDJs.com. Shameless plug. Hopefully, you're... Um, you're going to talk to Tom if I'm not available, but you know, <laughs> why not be a little selfish, right? No, Tom's a great guy. He and I started Motor City HDJ, so we had each other had separate companies, and in 2013 is, is when everything kind of came together. Tom and I started Motor City HDJ. We got more serious about it, branded a little bit better, and uh, two times the brain power, put it all together, did more events, did some events together, and did a lot of events apart because that's really what you're supposed to do. And uh, uh, eventually, you know, he left the nest and then did his own thing, started his own brand, and here we are. So really, 2008 is when I got going with DB Productions. 2013 is when it all kind of uh, came together. Tom and I um, starting Motor City HDJ, and, and here I am. So over the last 20 years, since Motor City, well, since I started out and now as Motor City HDJ, obviously I've played hundreds of events for thousands of of party guests and I've had tons of weddings uh, I would say probably I, I didn't break it all down I I only broke down the most played venues and I'm gonna talk about that in a moment but as far as the types of events that I've done over the years I can pretty much guarantee you 90% or more of the events I have done have been weddings and I love graduation parties I love all-night parties I love retirement parties birthday parties any type of event that I can get my hands on, I love them. But the wedding for me is really where it's at. Because there's something about, uh, you know, two people that love each other getting together for one night. And then the people that love them all, you know, so each person has people that love them. And then those people, it's just this giant community of love. It's a love fest. And I truly, that is one of my most favorite type of events to play because of that. There's just a certain energy to a wedding, right? Think about it. You're throwing a party for yourself. You're inviting all these people. And it's it's kind of an unnatural thing to do. But I love the wedding experience. And so uh, over the last 20 years, I've loved doing that. And um, uh, again, hundreds of events, thousands of party guests since 1999. Uh, but today, I break down for you the most played venues of the last decade. I could talk about it since the beginning of time. That would be way too many. We'd be here. Well, hey, if we have another two weeks, maybe you can dial in for the eight-part series on every single venue I've ever played. We're not going to do that. I'm only going to talk about the top. Um, well, there are many ties here as far as... Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the top played venues. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the five, um, you know, the, the top five of appearances as they relate to um, the, the, the venues I've played over the last 10 years, the last decade. Uh, before I start with that, though, I want to talk about so far in 2020, it's March 28th. I'm recording this at about uh, 2, that's 2.49 in the afternoon. And um, 2020 so far has been interesting, right? I've only played three events so far. Uh, the first one was January 4th. It was a wedding. And then two months later, March 4th, I played a retirement party. And then 10 days after that, I played a wedding. So my last event has been two, it was, it's been two weeks since my last event. Now, what's interesting about that is 
on March 14th, so let's take it back from where we are right now. March 28th, we are now two weeks into the quarantine of, you know, we're dealing with this pandemic and social distancing and everything like that. I believe it was the day before, I think it was Friday the 13th, that uh, Brianna, you've, if you've listened to me talk about anything about me, you know my family at this point. Obviously, Brianna's, um, uh, Rosanna and my uh, little girl. She was supposed to have a field trip on March 13th. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of that week where we got the email that was, all right, we're canceling everything because, you know, this is unprecedented. <clears throat> we don't know how it's going to go. So hang with us. Uh, but yeah, I had, a, I had a wedding March 14th and so thankful that the venue stuck with it because the good news was at that point, the governor had said 250 people or more were going to, you know, shut that down and very Quickly, we saw how it went from 250 down to 50 down to, well, let's not get together at all. Um, but yeah, March 14th, the Detroit Historical Museum. Uh, my good pal Dantes over there runs the show at the Historical Museum, also at the Dawson Great Lakes Museum over on Belle Isle. And so preferred vendor with them. If you're ever interested in those venues, I highly encourage the Historical Museum, uh, also the Dawson Great Lakes Museum there on Belle Isle. But um, yeah, March 14th was a great party. I was so excited to be a part of that day for this wonderful couple. Um, I communicated with, with them that week because everything was up in the air, right? It was very unsure. What are we going to do? Quarantine was inevitable. Um, the wedding was a great time. I mean, it was, a, it was a weird vibe with the social distancing, but people made the best of it. I, uh, I definitely know, um, you know, I had... Uh, wipes all over the place. I was wiping down everything, even the stuff that I know that I use, which I'm the only person to touch. So um, I was glad we were able to celebrate the couple, but it, it to do it at such a weird time, I felt bad for them because they didn't get to have the event that they were due. I mean, half of their guests canceled, but we still made it a great time. Motor City HDJ was there and here we are. So two weeks into the pandemic, if I can, I'm going to remind you a couple times, please, as you listen to this, we're two weeks into the pandemic uh, and to social distancing, stay safe, stay home, order your groceries online. Don't go out. There's no need to do that. Um, if we can flatten this curve sooner rather than later, we'll all be back to it. Um, I will say I am thankful for those of you that are listening to this. If you have an event and it is during uh, what we believe to be a time that we're probably going to be experiencing more social distancing, thank you for not canceling. Thank you for rescheduling because that's the most important thing we can do right now is reschedule. Us as small business owners, I've got photographer friends, videographers, I mean, venues, we're going to do everything we can to take care of our clients. I know that for a fact because I for sure work with some of the greatest people in the industry, if not the greatest people in the industry. The venues, we want nothing more than to make sure you get what you want. Photographers want to make sure they're available. Me as your DJ, I definitely want to be available. That's why you chose me in the first place. You saw something in me. I'm the guy for you. I want to be there for you for your big day. So this is a very, very weird time. Thank you for not canceling. Thank you for rescheduling. We're all going to be here for you to do what we need to do. Okay, so with that, I'm going to hop off my soapbox. And now it's time to talk about the numbers. So here we go. Over the last 10 years, this is a list 
of the top five of the appearances. All right. So um, it is interesting because it is not just five venues. It is actually a pretty hearty list. Let me just count them up. One, seven, eleven. There are on this list 17 different venues in the top five because of how many times I've played. So there's some ties, but I will say this. You know what? I tell you what, let's go in reverse order. I was going to start at the top and go to the bottom. Let's build some anticipation here and talk about the top appearances of each venue over the last decade. Uh, coming in at number five with five appearances each. So all of these venues I have played five times, hopefully more because I love every single venue on this list dearly. Uh, all right, so number five with five appearances each. Weber's in Ann Arbor. It's a gorgeous venue. If you've ever been there, it's a, it's a hotel that offers banquet uh, facilities and they've got great food. Um, it's a, it's a family-owned hotel. So, um, you know, Michigan's all about small business. We want to support our small businesses. Um, the Henry Ford in Dearborn, clearly the Henry Ford as the museum with all of those various uh, installations that they have there, uh, the limousines of the presidents. You've got different uh, artifacts like Lincoln's chair, um, you know, uh, the innovation that they display there. It's awesome because you have your, your reception is usually held underneath that 737 that's there in the middle of, um, well, oh, what do they call that there? Cocktail hour is in the, uh, it'll come to me. But the cocktail hour is in the what, the foyer right in that hallway. And then you walk down and there's Henry Ford's shovel there. And then the big 737, that's where the, 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 the dance floor is and all the tables uh, are, out, uh, are out there. So the Henry Ford's a great place. Meeting House Grand Ballroom, a hidden gem in the heart of downtown Plymouth, owned by Todd and Tracy. Uh, they are one of my favorites. They're one of my new favorite venues to play because it, again, it's a family-owned business. Uh, have an episode of the podcast, uh, interviewed Todd and talked about their venue and uh, they, they cook all their food right there, the fresh baked bread. I mean, everything is 100% uh, legit at that place. And so definitely check out the Meeting House Grand Ballroom. Uh, also, the Hellenic Cultural Center in Westland, that was and still is one of my favorite places to play. Uh, it's a nice little hidden gem in the community there. It's right off the beaten path. Um, and, um, uh, you know, not only is it uh, connected to the church there, but they also have great food. Gross Point War Memorial, it's a historical location there in Gross Point, right on the water. And it's a gorgeous venue for you. If you're into that, you want that fresh water vibe, man, oh man, it's, it's a gorgeous place to have a, a wedding because of the history behind that site. And then, um, and these are in no particular order of favorite, by the way, I just wanted to go uh, down the list. But uh, the last one on my list tied with five appearances, Frankenmuth Brewery, which is definitely now in my top three of all time. I love Frankenmuth Brewery. Go talk to my friend Lindsay over there. Actually, she just had a baby the other day. So congratulations to Lindsay. Thank you um, for letting me, um, uh, for trusting me. She refers me business over there too. So I love the Frankenmuth Brewery. Um, if you've been to the Bavarian Inn or Zenders, you know what? Take your card. Go just a little bit further down the beaten path there. It's it's on. It's tucked in around the corner on the right-hand side. You can't miss the the big towers that are there. Uh, the big tank that's out front, the Frankenmuth Brewery is one of my favorite venues 
in Michigan. Uh, they have a Hefeweizen that will knock your socks off. One of the best that I've ever tasted. So the Frankenmuth Brewery, Gross Point War Memorial, Hellenic Cultural Center, Meeting House Grand Ballroom, Henry Ford and Weber's Inn, all tied at five appearances in the last decade. So uh, yeah, excited to have played those places. All right, coming in at number four, tied with six appearances each. Let's start. The Italian American Banquet and Conference Center in Livonia. I love this venue as well. My brother got married there, and I have enjoyed going back to play there because, again, it is a venue that's centered around family, and the the way this place is run, uh, very professional, very organized, great food. Uh, their bar and wait staff are top-notch as well. I love the Italian American Banquet and Conference Center there in Livonia, right off of Five Mile. Uh, Dearborn Inn, uh, a Marriott property there right across the street from the Henry Ford. Uh, the Dearborn Inn is great as well. They've got many different rooms in that venue that I love. I mean, I love playing in every single one of these rooms because acoustically they all sound great. There's a lot of history there as well. Uh, Cobblestone Farm in Ann Arbor. It's technically called Cobblestone Farm and Museum. I get to be there hopefully again this year uh, for my friend Logan's wedding. I'm excited about that. So uh, Cobblestone Farm in Ann Arbor, it's a farm and museum. It's a historical site there in Ann Arbor. If you're, if you're in that area, check that out. It's a great, it's a great day trip. Um, you know, go and hang out and, and visit and support that organization. And then finally, the Ann Arbor City Club in Ann Arbor as well is on my list of favorites uh, for a while there. Uh, good buddy Donnie Burton was running the show. I believe he's since moved on to other opportunities. But Ann Arbor City Club is another great place. It's tucked in the middle of a neighborhood right off um, right off of the University of Michigan campus. So uh, it's, a, it's a great venue. They have great food as well. Another family-run operation and uh, Ann Arbor City Club. So Italian American Banquet and Conference Center, Dearborn Inn, Cobblestone Farm, Ann Arbor City Club rounding out the four spot with six appearances each. Number three, tied at seven appearances each. The Inn at St. John's in Plymouth, a very well-oiled machine. This is a gorgeous property, hotel. You've also got, uh, it's, I mean, it's a former monastery, right? So it's, is that right? Monastery is the right word I'm looking for? Is that where nuns are? Yeah, it's a monastery. Um, the Inn at St. John's, you've got the golf course, you've got the restaurant, you've got the banquet facility, um, the hotel that's there. So it's an all-in-one. It is a gorgeous venue. It is, again, very rich in history uh, off of, um, is that Sheldon Road and Five Mile? Um, you know, I, we, we have so many. You think of pure Michigan, you think of these hidden gems. The Inn at St. John's is one of those. You've probably, if you've played golf there, never realized that the venue is there for events. Or maybe you have, or maybe you've gone to a venue, uh, you've gone to the venue for the events and never known about the, the playing golf. So it's an all-in-one place. Great food, great people, great staff over there at, at the Inn at St. John's. Uh, St. Mary's Cultural Center in Livonia. This one has a special place in my heart. It's in my top three as well. Uh, St. Mary's is my one of my favorites because, uh, well, I got married at the church next door, and they have a banquet facility right in the parking lot, literally right next door to uh, St. Mary's Greek, uh, St. Mary's Antioch and Orthodox Church. So Father Jim, Father George, uh, and um, 
all of the, uh, 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 you know, the great congregation there. Uh, my wife's family goes to church there. Um, and then, you know, we had our, we had our reception somewhere else, but we, we got married at the church there because we, um, obviously wanted to stick with the cultural traditions of Rosanna's family, but next door and, uh, uh, Brian and Jason that run that place over there, they're unbelievable. Uh, this is, uh, Sam is their banquet manager. They are my good. I don't even know how to, I, I don't even know how to talk about this this group of people i mean i love them so much they're so wonderful i've never been treated poorly there um they have always been uh they've always been there for me anytime i've loaded in uh and uh, ever had a question about anything they're always there so um just a wonderful group of people the food is amazing um it's just um Man, uh, St. Mary's is just my jam. The, the bar staff is great. The wait staff, they're so friendly. The management is great as well. So St. Mary's, I love you. You know it. Laurel Manor as well in Livonia. They're a well-oiled machine. They're going to take care of you. Make sure no one gets too rowdy over there. Great food, great space. They've had a lot of big events there as well at Laurel Manor. So that's another good one. And then also with seven appearances, the Grecian Center in, Sound, uh, in Southgate. Um, so... Um, yeah, uh, they're they're another one of those places that the a lot of these at the top they're all about these well-oiled machines and they're these these folks that I have worked with and um, uh, uh, have played where you just man there's just something about that relationship and so right at the top seven appearances the inn at St John St Mary's Cultural Center Laurel Manor Grecian Center and Southgate all great places great step great just great at the way uh, these places are run so thank you for being uh, such wonderful people and in second place tied with eight appearances each fox hills golf and country club i mean is it a country club it's just a golf course right i mean they've got uh let's see here you got the golden fox the classic fox then you have the Summer House. Those are the three different venues there at Fox Hills. I've played there eight times in the last decade. So you'd think I would have played there more. But again, this is all hit or miss, right? Because sometimes people choose that same venue. Not like I can go out and say, hey, you should always choose this venue. As much as I try to refer the venues that I like, you know, obviously people have their preferences and what's perfect for their day. So Fox Hills has had me, at least I've played at Fox Hills, eight times over the last decade. And then also right out here close to me in Brighton, Walden Woods, Heartland, Howell, whatever you want to call it, Highland, I think it's Heartland technically. Uh, Walden Woods is a, a absolutely breathtaking place to have an event. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. Um, Walden Woods is... Um, I think I've only ever played the, is it the Cro-Mine, Cro-Mine, Cro-Mine Lodge there. Uh, sits right on this little uh, lake, and it's got a great view. The ceremony uh, is usually done underneath this little pergola that's out there. And then uh, the reception happens indoors in the lodge, which is an absolute, it's just beautiful. Uh, wintertime, you've got the fireplace going. Summertime, you've just, the water and the sun and the, uh, the whole thing is just absolutely breathtaking. So Fox Hills, number uh, second place with eight appearances each, Fox Hills and Walden Woods in Heartland. And the number one most played venue in the last decade was the private residence. 14 weddings 
at a private residence or events, I should say, 14 events held at private residences over the last decade. So, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I, as I was tallying the list and counting, uh, where these, you know, where these events were, uh, it was, it was the most played. I, I looked at it. I'm sorry, 15 appearances at private residences as I look back at my numbers here. So, uh, yeah, backyard weddings, tented receptions. I've always loved playing an outdoor wedding in someone's home um, because I just uh, there's just something about that, right? When you have uh, you're inviting all of your friends and family to your house to celebrate love, I think that's wonderful to do. So um, a big, uh, huge thank you to every single venue that's allowed me to rock their space and bring joy and love to Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee over the last 20 years. It's it's just crazy to think about where I started and, and to be in this place now. I'm humbled by that, and um, I just. Uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm always just so sentimental about that because, um, yeah, this has become a labor of love. I love doing what I do, and I want to continue to um, just bring joy and love wherever I can. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The last 20 years have been a blast. The last 10, um, you know, focusing on the last decade when things really took off. Uh, thank you for uh, for standing by me. Thank you for supporting me over the last decade. So for now, that is a wrap, and I want to continue uh, to uh, talk to you in different mediums and different ways. And I'm, again, I'm so sorry. I say it every single time. I promise I'm going to put out more content. I really mean it. I do. But as we know, life gets a hold of us. So what I probably should do is record a whole bunch of them at once and then maybe release them into the wild uh, at various intervals. I might end up doing that here. Lord knows this uh, this quarantine will probably give us some free time to do that. So don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Let's connect. I've got various outlets there. For my clients, I'm here for you. As we deal with this quarantine, uh, I am here with you. If you need to reschedule, please reach out to me. You can find all my information, MotorCityHDJ.com, right there at the website. All of these tools are available to you there. And of course, um, drop me a line always. If you have an idea for an upcoming podcast episode, or content you'd like to see on any of the social media channels, let me know. Drop me a line. Let me know what you'd like to hear about. I'll definitely do that for you. For now, stay home, stay safe, and I can't wait to party with you in 2020 and beyond. <laughs>